0: everybody welcome to rachel's reviews we are really excited today another week in quarantine (laughs) That, that we are talking about streaming services this time we are talking about netflix the hidden gems of netflix uh to try to give you some suggestions of what you could watch aside from the obvious things obvious picks we've done disney plus six times now this is our second time doing hidden gems of netflix and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm joined by my friend Ryan.
1: Hey, Rachel. It's so good to hear your voice, and I would want to say thank you to everyone who, uh, who is listening. Uh, I know we're all going through a very, very rough time uh, in more ways than one, but I hope that this podcast brings some joy.
0: Yes, I hope so, too. And we want to hear from you and hear about what you've been watching on Netflix or on Disney+. Plus. Please let us know. Uh, there's so much out there in both of these services that uh, that we'd like to know the hidden gems that we should we should catch up on uh, while while we're all in this in this quarantine and uh, you know things are changing and we 'll reevaluate the show as as that happens. but uh, for now uh, we're we're having a good time doing it, and I hope you 've had a good week, Ryan
1: uh it's been a very up and down week uh yeah. i uh it's uh some personal stuff but nothing that i can't take care of which yeah. is which is good but it's uh it's the all the effects of quarantine have really been affecting me like this past week i was like okay i think i can get through this but it's just in the past week where yeah. it's just like a bunch of boulders have crashed on my shoulders and and, I, and I'm trying to maintain maintain a certain level of gratitude because I'm in a much better position than a lot of other people. And I'm not trying to be like, an. and I've never really been the, oh, woe is me type of person. I'm always like, all right, what do I got to do? All right, stand out of yeah. my way and let me do it. But it's just, I've just gotten really down as of late. Yeah. But it's just, when you get down, you got to get yourself yeah. back up.
0: I mean, what we're being asked to do is not Like natural, it's not part of like human nature to not be with people and to seek comfort from people and things like that. Like that's just that's unnatural. So it's gonna it's gonna get all of us in in one way or another. And you, we just have to uh listen to our you know our leaders and and make our the best decisions we can and try our best to uh to you know, get through it as best we can. That's all we can do.
1: It's like yelling at a brick wall. There's no, (laughs) you're going to look really stupid yelling at it and it's going to accomplish nothing. So (laughs) you just gotta, it's like an oil fire. You just got to let it burn itself out.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you just got to yell at that wall and that's what you need to do. (laughs) So, all right. Well, we have five choices from Netflix. Uh, that uh, we think are hidden gems that you might enjoy and I decided to do all of mine all animated so because I love animation as we all know and uh, there's a lot of really good animation on Netflix uh, that uh, a lot of it is well known a lot of it lesser well known we do this whole show just on hidden gems that are animated uh, with uh, I mean weekly we could do just on animation uh there's uh, there's even uh, like a pretty large sex there's a, even a pretty large segment of a Netflix just for anime that i haven 't even dove into the way that I should, but it's pretty cool and uh so my first suggestion hidden gem uh for you guys is the is an anime film. It's called The Garden of Words. And this is by Makoto Shinkai, who is the creator of Your Name. <laughs> so he is a director that I love. And this is a very different uh, film for him compared to Whether With You or Your Name, uh, which are both have sort of supernatural elements to them. They're both a little bit bigger. And I, I think I like those two better than this, but it's still definitely worth watching. This is a beautiful, beautifully animated movie. It's a sweet movie about this young man who uh, is like, frustrated with things in his life. Uh, he ends up going to this garden, this community garden, and he, uh, he meets this woman who's older than him uh but uh is intriguing to him and they they just basically talk a lot <laughs> um and it's not really i mean it is it is a romance, but like not it's not really in the way that I, I i don't know it's it's more quiet than a typical i guess romance and uh it's just about these two people and them connecting and and i don't know i i think it's really beautiful and definitely especially if you're a makoto shinkai fan then you definitely should you should watch it and uh and uh, there's not a ton of story here it's just this these two people having conversations and talking and so uh, i i think uh, i as soon as i like that's all i want in a movie it's just a really simple you know, character piece. And I, I'd say that that's what you get here. Uh but um have you have you heard of this by any chance?
1: I have heard of this, though I have never seen it. I, mm-hmm. I know who Makoto Shenkai is because uh I've seen your name and weathering with you, which are both absolutely stellar. Like yeah. I love both wholeheartedly. But um the Garden of, the Garden of Words is the one that I have not seen. So yeah. I'll definitely be checking it out. I've been I've been slowly starting to work my way into uh, into more Japanese animation because that's been uh, that's been a weak point of my of my film knowledge, and I've been slowly uh, trying to correct that. Like just about a week ago, I finally watched Spirited Away, which was just unbelievable.
0: Right? Oh, that's so cool that you got to see it. And oh. it's it's
1: was just it was funny, it was dramatic, it was yeah. sad, it was happy, it was just it was just a bunch of emotions and it was just it was so nice but that's uh,
0: awesome one of my all-time favorites and I mean, uh yeah.
1: and i've got a lot of other ghibli movies that i want to watch that i saw uh nausicaa of the valley of the wind which was really really good and yeah. uh, and i've just been working my way through i i made a list and i'm like okay i'm gonna make like a 50 movie list of anime movies i need to see and i uh i've got Akira coming up next and i will definitely be i'll definitely be adding the garden of words just based off of your recommendation
0: oh man that's so exciting so many good movies I, i mean i love spirited away and i i it's it's i think it's it's like alice in wonderland but even better uh even I, more I was, crazy um, I, even more
1: i actually did get an alice in wonderland vibe yeah i was, I was there like why does this look so familiar yeah. and then i put two and two together i'm like yeah.
0: oh yeah it is like yeah. alice
1: in wonderland
0: it's one of the the most unpredictable movies i've ever seen where i just had no idea what was going to come up next you know uh, is it was going to be the giant baby or is it going to be the the you know the the boy who turns into a uh, a uh, dragon like what it was just so 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 creative and i i do i love that film and i um there's so many other ones that you mentioned that i love I, i i i do love akira it'll be very curious what you think because it's it's um it's very unique very very unique but i think that's why i do love it uh i was very fortunate they actually played it uh, at our local art house theater a couple of years ago for a they have they have a summer uh summer series summer throwback series uh where they would play kind of classic cult classic type films and uh, it's up by the college and uh they did Kira, and it is a pretty amazing experience to see on a big screen i definitely would recommend watching it on as large a tv as you have if you can when you watch it, as opposed to watching on your phone or something like that because it's just such a the sound design and the visuals are are such an important part of the film uh but um yeah that'll be really fun i look forward to hearing what you think but yeah garden garden of words is totally different than akira (laughs) Like night and day, um it's just these two people talking, uh but it's really beautiful and and uh Kodoshinkai just does such a great job of capturing nature and uh and so and and he does a good job also c- capturing youth and uh and the um sort of the desires of youth to to be understood i think that's that's uh really yeah. important to him.
1: He definitely c- captured that in "Weathering with You." Yeah, I
0: that's a movie that's grown on me. I was so hyped for it that I I don't even know if it was possible for me to be to be satisfied with it because I was so excited about it. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. But uh, but so I was like a little disappointed when I first saw it. But then the more that I've seen it, and the more I've thought about it, the more I've liked it. And I mean, I didn't dislike it, but um, uh but yeah it's a really it's really good and anyway and so i i definitely recommend checking out garden of words uh but what is your first uh pick
1: so all of my picks are going to be tied into uh more like they're going to have a bit of an edge to them ah. these are these are definitely uh, it, it's funny and i did not plan this at all but when rachel you sent me your list and these were all these big colorful animated films i was like well, mine are going to be these kind of lower, like darker movies that have a bit of an edge to them. So uh, you're it. bringing the yin and I'm bringing the yang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome. So so my first choice is from 2002 and it is called Road to Perdition. Uh, this is based mm-hmm. on the graphic novel of the same name. And it was directed by Sam Mendes, who uh, who directed American Beauty, and I have many many thoughts about that movie, but that 's a side road, but he would eventually go on to direct Skyfall, which is great and thousand nine hundred and seventeen which is just which is just an amazing an amazing achievement, uh, but Road to Perdition uh, tells a story of a hitman who works for a, a very affluent gangster family and when the head gangster's son kills the hitman's wife and younger son, he and his older son go out on the road to try and find him and, and exact revenge. Uh, the draw of the movie is just, is among many things, but to me it was the cast because Tom Hanks is in it and of course we all know who he is. I mean, he defeated coronavirus in, in a single stroke. So. <laughs> So he's in there. Uh, A very young Jude Law is in there. A very young Daniel Craig is in there doing a very what British people think American people sound like accent. (laughs) Like he's basically like, like I would like to have two American cheeseburgers, please, and (laughs) minus all of that. Like he was really good, and his accent would get better in Logan Lucky and in other movies.
0: Knives Uh, Out.
1: (laughs) <laughs> right. And um Paul Newman is in Rhodes Perdition. Of course, he's a legendary actor who uh, who passed away in the early twenty tens. May he rest in peace. And uh it's a it's a very serious movie. It's got a lot of lighthearted moments too, and it's got some it's got a great father-son dynamic as well, because the movie starts out and the son doesn't really know what his father does. He kinda gets it, but he's like uh, oh, he helps people, you know, like that's always nice. But then when the bottom drops out, he's like, he has to grow up really quick. Yeah. And it's a bit like a Logan X-23 dynamic from Logan, just mm-hmm. to make a comparison. Uh, I could go on talking about Road to Perdition all day, but it's just, it's, it's a fantastic movie. It's criminally underrated, especially in terms of the comic book movie boom that we're in right now. Like, if this had come out in, like, 2015 or 16, people would be, like, talking about it 20 times a day on film Twitter. Like, it just Mm -hmm. would never stop. Yeah. So, Road to Perdition is definitely one to check out.
0: I need to watch this because I've been long curious about it because I feel like it's kind of a really weird role for Tom. Uh, Tom Hanks to take. Uh, it's always, definitely
1: not. Uh, um, it's definitely not the Tom Hanks you know, like the big Tom Hanks, or yeah, the Scum Tom, Tom. Yeah,
0: Hanks. he's always so likable that uh, he has very few roles where he's kind of a jerk. I mean, there's a or you know, here he's a gangster killing people and stuff like that's really weird. I mean, the closest I can think of uh, is maybe he you was know, kind of a sort of a jerk in that thing you do you know sort of this manager he's kind of a uh but but i don't know i mean it's uh it's just really interesting so i i definitely have to have to do have to check that out uh i i tend to be pretty picky when it comes to mob movies but i just on that cast alone i definitely have to have to give it a watch
1: yeah it's uh it's I, I I was about to say Tom Hanks uh, is definitely uh, this uh, this Road to Perdition came out during a time when uh, when DreamWorks was just really producing nothing but quality like Saving Private Ryan Gladiator Minority yeah. Report like just hit after hit after hit and uh, this was right smack dab in the middle of it
0: yeah interesting all right well my second choice is a film out of france it's called april an extraordinary world and this came to the united states in 2016 and uh, one of the things that i've always felt had such potential but but is rarely executed well is is the whole style of steampunk in movies most of the steampunk movies have been really bad, <laughs> whether you've got uh, The Leagues of Extraordinary Gentlemen or Wild Wild, wild, wild. wild West or, yeah, really bad. Uh, but here's an example of one that did it right. And uh, it's basically it's this alternate world where uh, everything kind of got stopped after steam power was invented. and uh, And so you have this really really interesting steampunk world beautiful animation uh that uh is uh it that this girl she's lost her parents and uh they she doesn't know where they've gone and uh one day she starts to find some clues she starts to kind of dive into it and uh you know different things happen there is one kind of big twist that i feel like you either go with or you don't go with and you don't like the movie as much if you don't go with it uh and that's all i'll say <laughs> but so it's
1: it's like an m night shaman twist
0: yeah kind of yeah <laughs> um, it just the story makes a decision that you either think that is so stupid i don't like that or that you're like okay whatever <laughs> it works um and uh it has a lot of ghibli-esque moments in it there's even a talking cat which is very ghibli uh you can see influences of a lot of other types of of animation and anime in there and uh so i think just for the animation alone even if you don't necessarily love the story i think it's definitely worth a watch it does a lot of creative things and uh, I, I definitely think, without a doubt, it's the best steampunk anything that that's ever been done uh, as far as movies. And uh, so, I, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting film, and people should check it out.
1: Uh, have you by uh, just a quick steampunk mm-hmm. movie question? Have you seen a movie called Steam Boy? Mm. mm well, it just, it's one of my dad's favorites, and it's about a boy who lives in a future that's influenced by steampunk, and he finds this weapon that's, that basically u- utilizes steam, and it's, uh, it's, hmm. a, it, it's really underrated, and I was thinking maybe she may have heard of it, but I guess not.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't heard of it. That sounds interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could also say like uh, the movie Hugo that has some steampunk elements to it i would say um, oh yeah
1: absolutely
0: i think the the guy Ritchie, uh sherlock holmes have a little bit kind of that sort of there's an
1: influence i yeah. wouldn't call it an outright but it's definitely yeah. like it, it there's like there's like seeds of it in there yeah
0: yeah so especially in the first one so yeah that's my second choice uh what about you what's your second choice
1: so my second choice is from 1999, and it is a documentary, and it is called Beyond the Mat. Uh, this, was, uh, this was an effort by Barry W. Blaustein, who spent three years on the road with uh, trying to understand the world of professional wrestling. Uh, he follows three wrestlers in particular, uh, who work both in, in the WWF, who at the time was the top wrestling company in the world and still is they're now known as wwe uh the second one is jake roberts who was very big in the 1980s but had since fallen on hard times uh and terry funk who was just about to retire when the shooting of this of this movie aired and then as soon as the movie was released he unretired which which us wrestling fans have a running joke of professional wrestling is the fakest thing in a fake sport, <laughs> <laughs> but um you don't have to be a wrestling fan in order to enjoy beyond the mat because it's not about the wrestling it's about the people there's mm-hmm. another joke that we have where it's like pro wrestling is real, the people are fake, and to a certain extent they're correct uh, uh, Beyond the mat is very is very much it doesn't portray the wrestling business as anything glamorous. It's heavy into drugs and it's just, it's, it's very much a product of the time. However, uh, I can safely report that it does have a bit of a happy ending in that one of the subjects, Jake Roberts actually got sober and has stayed sober for the past three years as of this recording. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so everything did work out for him. And, uh, and I would definitely suggest it to check. Suggest you to check it out, even if you're not a big wrestling fan.
0: When was it made again?
1: Ninety nine.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I love a good wrestling. I mean, not wrestling. I I love a good sports documentary. I'm a big fan of when, whatever the uh, the genre, whatever the type of of uh, sports it is. I think it's just really entertaining to see that kind of uh that kind of character arc uh, in a documentary so that sounds really interesting i'll definitely have to t- have to check that out if uh i love 30 for 30 uh which are all sports documentaries uh, uh from espn
1: it's a little rawer than that it's a little more raw than that oh, okay but i can safely say that um that that if you like 30 for 30, you will definitely like yeah. Beyond the Mat. It is yeah. the Citizen Kane of wrestling movies,
0: if you will. <laughs> Very good. Next choice. I am going to talk about the Angry Birds movie, too. Not uh, The first one, which I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I think that the sequel was actually better. Uh, and the story is not the best. It's, it's It's pretty generic. But I just thought it was really funny and they just kept going 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 with the jokes and they kind of never let up and i think that's why it worked for me uh i they have a new director and i actually got to interview him and he was awesome the Thurup von norman which is just such a great name and and, and he just brought a just uh a just never stop making me me laugh like go 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 with the jokes and it worked for me and uh it's basically you have the you know you have the pig island and you have the the bird island and all of a sudden there is this uh uh they have to work together to defeat this uh evil bird who wants to destroy the island with ice Uh, for like i said the plot is it does not matter the plot but what matters is that it was funny and there's lots of jokes (laughs) and i particularly liked any of the jokes that had to do with music when there was like a music cue and that would always make me laugh uh and i i don't know it's just one of those movies that uh, if you were having a bad day and you want to laugh click it on you don't even have to watch the whole movie. You could just watch part of it and just laugh. Uh it's a it's a really good one that way. And I feel like that's like peak Netflix in a way, you know? That right. uh <laughs> you have something like that that you can just stream and just have a good laugh. And uh so uh it was did you see this gonna see this movie?
1: I did. And not only did I see it, but when I posted my review, Mr. Orman and Mr. Rice, the other director, actually retweeted it. No way! That, that's yeah. like one of the only other times, there, that's like the only time that's ever happened. And so, so that was really, really, really cool. And in my tweet where I said, this movie should not have been as good as it was, but yes. it was, Mr. Orman <laughs> replied to me and, with just a smiley face emoji. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, he's a cool guy. Really, that's awesome.
1: But about the movie itself, like, this movie should have just been bottom of the barrel. Like, yes. Like, what, what are we doing here? About We're making a movie about a mobile app that hasn't even been relevant in a decade. I, I played yeah. Angry Birds in middle school, and I'm 22 years old. Like, right. Like, the movie... <laughs> the movie came out at absolutely the wrong time, but I walked out of there like, why did I laugh at that as much as I did? Yeah. It was, it was the ultimate definition of this should have been terrible.
0: Yeah. and, well, and, and It's a it sequel didn't. to a not that great movie to begin with. So uh, it had all those things. Plus the fact that it was a sequel.
1: Yeah. The, the yeah. first one was royally bad, but this yeah. second one is literally an anomaly it yeah. shouldn't have been good and by all accounts would not have been good but somehow it yeah. was
0: <laughs> exactly i agree and the animation I, the one thing i i did like about the first one is i thought the animation was pretty good it did uh, look nice yeah and so they continue that on into this uh to some pretty nice little cgi animation so uh so if you're up for it then uh then then you'll enjoy it. And so, what do you have next?
1: So my next choice is again, er, it, yeah, is from 2011, and it is a movie called Drive. Uh, oh. This was making a big splash in the in the festival circuit when uh, it was being released. And normally, I'm just like festival movies, uh, because <laughs> yeah. it, it's 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 a, it's a coin toss. They're either going to be really really good or they're just going to be these pretentious art pieces that might as well be screened in like the museum of modern art rather than <laughs> rather than the movie theater
0: yes <laughs>
1: well when drive came out i went in with no expectations and i walked out of there like oh my god that was my favorite movie of that year and uh my favorite movie of 2011 turned out to be warrior but this but drive was pretty oh, much Warrior's one so beat yeah because this is just an excellent movie it's It tells the story of a Hollywood stuntman who on the side uh, drives around criminals like the transporter. Uh, He meets uh, Carrie Mulligan and they kind of fall in love. However, Carrie Mulligan is married to a very young Oscar Isaac who just got out of prison. And, uh, And the stuntman kind of helps Oscar Isaac with a bank robbery and it goes south. And the movie just is about what happens after that. Hmm. Uh, this movie was directed by nicholas winding Refn, who uh who would who had directed a movie called valhalla rising before that and would direct a movie called only god forgives also starring ryan gosling who was also in drive and would also direct a movie called neon demon in 2016 and he hasn't really done all that much since but is it,
0: only god forgives is that actually a sequel to drive I,
1: actually have not seen it so i couldn't oh. tell you
0: i haven't seen any any of his films yet uh, i i uh, i just i just haven't seen it but i've heard nothing but good things about drive so that's uh, that's really cool and i know it's it's visually uh, also very striking and very uh, well done
1: it's visually excellent. And the score is one of my favorites of, uh, is one of my favorites of that year. It's uh, mm-hmm. just look up, uh, just look up the song tick of the clock by the chromatics. You won't be, uh, you'll thank me later. And also, uh, also real hero. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, I believe it's a band by a band called college. It's a uh, real hero by college. Like those two songs are excellent.
0: Cool. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, my next pick, uh, is a movie I actually have kind of mixed feelings about, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's strengths are definitely make it worth recommending. It's called my life as a zucchini, uh, which is actually, it's about this, uh, this little boy who is abused and treated horribly. He ends up in this, home for uh, for orph- orphans and, and uh, through various things, that it starts out incredibly brutal. <laughs> and it's a little bit, I guess where I struggle with the movie a little bit is that you have these really cute little stop motion animated, uh, you know, characters that are getting abused and treated terrible. And it, it is kind of, it's a shocking juxtaposition but i think that also is intriguing to me and so it's a it's just a really unique interesting film because this this film goes some dark places with people treating children just absolutely horribly and uh and but they end up in this home and uh there's times when they they get taken out of the home uh and then they get reabused and i mean there's, there's really tough stuff in this movie but. It's also really sweet and really uh, there's there's a point where they try to kind of, they band together to try to break, uh, break this one girl out of her, uh, out of having to stay with her aunt um, because her aunt is awful. Um, there's also these nice adults who are trying to help them, but they're naturally fairly, uh, fairly, Uh, skeptical of them and uh, i don't know it's just a really weird movie (laughs) that's uh that the animation is is beautiful and very cute but because it is these very hard things that happen that makes it really unusual and i don't know i feel like uh there is in the end a hopeful message uh about Uh, these kids and and that there's hope for them with people who love them and at least the fact that there's this home and that they love each other Uh, and so I think uh, it's definitely a very unique interesting film that animation fans should definitely watch uh, just to see something very unique Uh, did you ever hear of this movie
1: I remember when it came out, I was, uh, I was still kind of picky choosy with the stuff that I saw in the theater. And I was mm-hmm. just like, my life is a zucchini. What was, <laughs> our, what was our life as a squash <laughs> taken? Like, good Lord. <laughs> but um, I, I guess judging from your recommendation, I was rather stupid for saying that. So I'll definitely- It's definitely
0: I, a weird name.
1: <laughs> I'll definitely take a look at it knowing that you speak of it so highly
0: yeah i mean i i actually am somewhat conflicted about it just because it is such a shocking thing to have these uh these these abuse and other things happen in this very sweet adorable animation it's just it's it's but i guess i recommend it just because it is so different and i think sometimes that's worth checking out So uh so yeah, I mean it got nominated for best um animated film and uh you know I love stop motion. Stop motion is always incredible. So I'd be curious uh to to know what you think if you get to watch it, what because it's just such a unique film.
1: I will definitely Um, add it to my list and I'll definitely uh say something about it on Twitter at Ryan Cam20, by the way. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be great. So
0: what do you have next?
1: So my next choice, we're going all the way back to the glorious year of 1973, and we're going to be talking about the original, The Wicker Man.
0: Now, Uh to be
1: clear, (laughs) this is not The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage, where he gets bees poured all over him. This is not that movie. (laughs) This is an actual good movie about a police officer who goes to an island off the coast of Scotland that... He soon finds out practices pagan rituals. It's led by Lord Summerisle, played by Christopher Lee, a legendary actor, and the police officer is looking for this kidnapped girl who was last seen on this island. And he soon gets wrapped up in in the whole pagan culture, and then it turns out very badly for him. That's all I will say. But um. The Wicker Man was released in the early seventies, and that was like a hotbed for horror movies around the world. Uh like you got it it's it's a very short movie at only like an hour and twenty-nine minutes long, but atmosphere is the key. As soon as as soon as Detective Howie, the police officer, gets to this island, you immediately are like, Okay, there's something off about this island. And you're just you're just trying to maybe stay ahead but you're not getting there and then when christopher lee finally shows up who had who up until that point was the second most famous version of dracula in the hammer horror films who was known for being this big over the top like like you know like basically being a vampire and he's surprisingly you know upbeat and pleasant you're like okay this is definitely not good and by the end you're just like you're just stunned. It, it's not like a run out of the theater terrified, but it just it leaves you stunned. I will say that The Wicker Man definitely influenced Ari Aster to a certain degree, who directed Midsummer. And if you saw Midsummer and you saw The Wicker Man, like there's definitely a lot of connections. But uh, but The Wicker Man is definitely underrated. It's not for everyone. There's a lot of really weird stuff in there. But if you can get past that, it's definitely worth a shot.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. That's for sure. So uh, that's really cool. I, I feel like our, our, our picks, uh, are both I'm of our picks. I'm going
1: south and you're going north. No, I feel like
0: both of our picks were kind of experimental in that round. So that's kind of fun. Uh, so uh, it, you know, there's lots for everybody in uh, on Netflix, which I enjoy. Uh, So, all right. My last pick is a movie that we talked about when we did our best uh, animated films of the decade, uh, the uh, podcast. And uh, I.
1: (laughs) Memory.
0: And it is one of my favorites uh, animated films. I love The Song of the Sea and it was just added to netflix again it it was on it was on prime for a while and then it was on netflix and then it was off and literally i think just in the last two weeks it was it was added and i love the song of the sea i think it is the most it was one of the most beautiful animated films i've i've ever seen i love the animation i love the music i love the story of the little boy who finally gets to say goodbye to his mother and i i it really hit me when i first saw it because my my cousin had just passed away with two little boys and i so it really hit me emotionally but uh, i've never lost that that emotional connection to the film and i i i love the adventure behind it you know that circe and ben going from the city to try to get back to the to where she could be the selkie and get back to their home in the lighthouse and and the the amazing adventures that they the amazing creatures and things they meet along the way the whole story of the uh the 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 mother who uh, is trying to protect her son from his grieving and what uh, the owl witch and, and she becomes the owl witch and that is so cool and interesting and there's so many different, uh, different things like that. And I, I just, I absolutely love the movie. And so if you haven't seen it, if I haven't bullied you into, into watching the movie at this point, uh, please do. Cause it's so good. And, uh, after you watch it, you can listen to my interview with Tom Moore because, uh, I just love him so much in his animation and I, I just love the movie. So there we go.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, I remember you and, uh, and Cartoon Karma were just gushing over the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I was just there like, I remember seeing it once when it came out and then it was like, that was really, really good. And then never really thinking about it all that much. Yeah. But now like you two have just been like, all right, fine, I'll watch it again. <laughs> You've yeah, twisted and, my arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I don't think that everybody will love it as much as I love it, but I think almost anybody will at least respect it. Uh, but it really came into my life just when I needed it. And uh and I don't know, I just I just I love everything about it. So uh <laughs> and I really recommend it. I that people give it a shot. It's on Netflix, so. <laughs> so what do you have as your last pick?
1: So my last pick is uh is from 2011 and it is from the bearded one himself Steven Spielberg. It is called War Horse. Uh this yes. this is a movie that I saw in theaters with my mom and my dad which was very rare for all three of us to go. It was normally me and my mom or me and my dad but never all three of us, but that was one of the one times where all three of us went. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this movie has just been just been one of my favorite Spielberg's for a very long time, and this is coming from someone uh, being Spielberg, who has just had a career of just putting out just banger after banger. Uh, it's uh, it's probably go- it's it's probably no surprise that War Horse definitely flew under the radar, especially when it comes to Spielberg. But uh, it's always stuck with me, and it's always been. Something that I've always loved. It's about this young th- about this young boy who finds a horse and uh, and names him Joey. and And during World War One, Joey is sent off to fight in the war, and uh, and he turns out to be a pretty extraordinary horse. And uh, there's and there's just really, really some truly beautiful scenes, both visually and in terms of story. There's this one scene where uh, where the horse becomes temporarily owned by Brendan Gleeson and near the end, uh, near the end of the war, uh, Joey is about to be sold off when the young soldier who originally had Joey's trying to buy him back, but then Brendan Gleeson buys him, uh, buys Joey that is, and, and the young soldier's like, I'll pay you anything, just please let me have the horse. And Gleeson doesn't really want to do it, but then is like, here, and then, like he gives him, gives him his coat, and then gives him the reins of Joey, and it's just like, I started crying. Like that scene was amazing, and it's just it speaks to the talent of Brendan Gleeson, uh, who is just really, really good at his job. But um, I could talk about War Horse every day, all day. But just it, go watch it. It's it's really, really long. It's two and a half hours, but it's definitely worth your time and one more fun fact this was my first exposure to a gentleman by the name of tom hiddleston who is pretty popular right now
0: (laughs) Hmm. yeah i forgot he was in that yeah i really enjoy this movie as well i think it is such a such classic storytelling and I, i i know that some people think it's oh it's some people actually think it's overrated but i disagree Really? I, yeah, cuz it got nominated for best picture and so
1: Oh, that yeah, makes but,
0: sense. But I I I think it's a beautiful movie and I think it it's it's very like if you wanted to introduce your kids to like kind of war films as a genre, I think this would be a really great way to do it uh that it has all those emotions and has all those sort of classic storytelling beats. Uh, but without it being, like, super traumatizing. Uh, I mean, it, there's tough stuff in there. But I think it's a family film that's a war film. And I think that you don't get that that much anymore. Uh, and uh, it's, I mean, I, so, yeah, I, I definitely, I think it's a it's a really good choice and a really good film. People should definitely check it out uh, if you want sort of old school type Hollywood filmmaking. Uh, then I think it's a it's a really good example of it. So very good. Well, we did it. Let's go over our list. Uh, so for me, I had My Life is a Zucchini, I had April in the Extraordinary World, and The Angry Birds Movie 2, Song of the Sea, and The Garden of Words.
1: And my list is Road to Perdition, Beyond the Mat, Drive, The Wicker Man, 1973, and War Horse.
0: Great. Uh, well, let us know if you get to see any of these films, what you think, or if you've seen them before. We'd love to hear your thoughts and what you're watching on Netflix. And Ryan, how can people find you?
1: Uh, they can find me on all social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Ryan Cam Twenty. And then, of course, there's my YouTube channel, uh, Ryan Cam Movie Reviews. Uh, th- We're recording this on a Monday, and that is when my video on Gone with the Wind for my long running series covering the AFI's top 100 movies of all time list uh, dropped. Uh, I talked about Gone with the Wind and if it still holds up. And then on Wednesday, I will be releasing my video for, for Lawrence of Arabia. And then after that, Schindler's List on Friday. So you've got a lot of stuff to look forward to on the channel. Yeah.
0: So your week of reviewing very long films.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it, it was a total accident, and I was like, "Oh, like these three movies, this shouldn't be a problem," and like all of them are north of three and a half yeah. hours, long. and I'm like, "Good <laughs> lord!" <laughs> I mean, trust uh, me, they were all really worth it. Yeah. I mean, at least. For Lawrence and uh, for yeah. Lawrence and Schindler's, because they were both
0: excellent. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, definitely check that out. I'll have that in all in the, in the description section, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews. All of the social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to so check that out, and uh, and make sure you're following the Hallmarkies Podcast uh, for a lot of really fun stuff we're doing over there. So check that out as well. And uh, thanks so much, Ryan. This is always so much fun. I look forward to it every week. And, uh, and we will talk again next week, hopefully.
1: <laughs> yes, we certainly okay.
0: will. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.